0: Dr. Malotra, as well as uh, Vijaya, called me to say that uh, we are having the conference at uh, Indira Gandhi National Center. I was surprised what has happened. Are you sure? Are you clear about the. Because uh, suddenly the city of Samadhi is changing. I call Delhi as a city of uh, crematoriums, actually. Starting with. Uh, almost everybody's is here, I think, right? Except unfortunately that. Uh, grand old man Narsim Rao didn't have the privilege of uh, having it here. Otherwise, I think uh, anyhow, it's a very good change that uh, we could have this function here. As uh, Dr. Swami mentioned, we can call it as uh, as simply a National Center of Arts. That would be a very good name for the future. And uh, we have two Swamis here actually, Nagaswami and Subramaniam Swami. And I'm sure both of them would facilitate the Future process. <laughs> <laughs> yes. superman. <laughs> yeah, I am a. <coughs> of course, one of the point I was uh, talking with the. Uh, Rajiv Malhotra was. Uh, I am a student of Sanskrit. I studied up to my uh, B.Sc. In those days, we used to have what is known as English and uh, one more language. So from school, I did that. In the uh, graduate level we found, uh, you know, there is a, a standard question which is expected which we have to answer. The lack of history in Sanskrit literature. So that's a uh, leaked out question. Everybody knows that question will come and we have to mug it up for it. Why there is no sense of history in uh, Sanskrit literature? So I was also wondering actually, we have to write about Kalakadaraj taragini and uh, Bhattamana's... Uh, uh work which contains some amount of Kadambari, some amount of it's not full history, but but Kalhanas is the only. So I was used to be wondering why first wondering about uh, the exam question, but why there is no sense of history. My grandfather was a Mahomhabadia, he was a he was a Congress freedom fighter, Congress of those days. Not uh, the contemporary Congress. He was a very serious person. So he told me a very, he, it could be one possible reason he was telling. See, history always creates a sense of vengeance. And uh, Baltic countries he used to, he has traveled widely. Baltic countries used to show as an example where 18 generations people used to have records and fight with each other. For 18 gener- that is 18 generations before my great 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 grandfather, you are person was fighting. So I will finish you off. This is the thing. So he told that could be one possible reason. Because history always generates heat and the sense of vengeance. You tend to fight. That could be one possible. He was not telling a definitive thing. But it had in its own womb the problem. What are the problem? The problem was created by the communist much later in terms of creating uncertainty. For instance, uh, when I was a student, we used to, everything was under dispute. Date of Shankaracharya, big dispute, one essay. It could vary from 4th century BC to 12th century AD. Date of Kalidasa, dispute. All are under dispute. And the disputes were very fascinatingly settled by whites. All my references in my Sanskrit when I studied, Davis says this, William says this, no, no, no nothing is told by any Mahavadhyas or nothing is. So they will have to settle the issue. And uh, so this uh, lack of anchoring of the society. So we were not anchored, we were not... So it is the question of destabilization, which is very one of the fundamental principles of uh, left ideology. For instance, St. Petersburg, some of you may know, it has undergone so many changes. It is weeping actually. What is my name? Suddenly it was called Leningrad. Suddenly it was again called St. Petersburg. Again it was changed. Because if you root it, if you anchor it to a particular situation, then it becomes assertive. And uh, leftists are very uncomfortable with that. So they go on revising, they go on changing the idea of history. Because they don't want you to have a very proper anchored past that was one of the major uh, regions or major reasons so that uh, we have fallen into that thing so we have so by and large we have to rely on oral history and there is according to me there is nothing wrong actually oral history is sometime i feel is more reliable than what is uh, pushed under our throat as a written history a lot of oral history comes out of uh, you know, beliefs, uh, systems, and uh, from one generation to another generation. So we might have had a good uh, sense in terms of uh, not having a recorded uh, theory of vengeance, but at the same time it has uh, impacted on the other way. So the civilization did not understand that it is possible for certain other faith to kill you for not believing in those faiths. This is one of the major, fascinating thing about the Indian tradition. Indians could never understand that somebody could come and kill you for not believing in that uh, system of uh, faith. This is something which, uh, because uh, we had always debates, and we have Adi Shankara and Vandera Mishra debate. We have another fascinating debate in my own, uh, you know, home state. There is uh, one group of, uh, you know, this uh, what are called Vaishnavites. Who have a particular, you know, the U type of Namam they have, another group has got uh, the sharp edge. There is a temple elephant. How it should be? This Namam should be put. Believe me, sir, 320 years this dispute is going on, not one or two years. Debate, discussion, method, and various things, it went up to Privy Council, and one White Man gave some you know uh, judgment like Arvind Kajrival, you know. Odd and even days. You know, he told odd days you put uh, this uh, you even days you put uh, the sharp edge. But uh, that also did not settle it because one group told, you know, which is the first starting point. <laughs> so, when to start it, it is going on. So, one of my colleague was uh, telling about it and laughing. I told, don't laugh about it. It is a very fascinating thing. It never ever came to a situation or in the 270 years that one group had a belt bomb and went and killed the other group. It did not happen. One group didn't behead the other group. That, you know, I'll chop off your head. As my Malaysian professor friend always say, you are talking about freedom of expression. We are more worried about freedom after expression. So, (laughs) this is the... uh, This never happened. It's only debate and discussion. It's very interesting thing. That is the fundamental way in which we try to sort out. It is not sorted out in (coughs) 5 years or 10 years. It could be sorted out over longer period, time also. So we as a civilization never ever understood (coughs) that some other groups can come and kill you actually for not uh, accepting that belief system or because we always thought, uh, you know, it is meant to be debated, meant to be discussed. And the third area is the area of uh, economics. We again, you know, we have to go back to the roots. Now we are finding that a lot of calculus and uh, geometry is actually, a lot of it was available in the state of Kerala as early as uh, 14th and 15th century. What are being now talked about and other things. So there is a huge recognition about Kerala School of Mathematics actually which is uh, not very well known another thing. Similar way, we had a significant amount of uh, economic uh, principles and uh, which is rooted to our culture and our tradition. Now today, last month, the World Bank is talking about one size doesn't fit all. This they have come to know after thorough research for 35 years, spending huge amount of money. And they could have asked me, you know, at a very, very, uh, what one can call low cost, I would say. I would have provided the answer to them. One size doesn't definitely fit all. Now they are telling that uh, each country, each culture, has to have its own way of uh, uh, tackling its issues. And like ours, for instance, is much more a relationship-based society. We are not so much a rule-based uh, type of a society. So we have to have all our own mechanisms. I was uh, talking with uh, uh, Ajivji, and he was uh, telling that it's a very, very interesting area where we should uh, look back and see what type of because we have been last uh, 60 70 years at least uh, depending upon uh, what you may loosely call imported ex you know experts all coming from various parts and uh, particularly when it is winter in boston and uh, other places they come here and uh, india international center everywhere they go around settling the same thing from 1955 they, they should change sometimes the record same thing they say poverty should be elevated and uh, people should be helped sometime here, sometime in Amsterdam, sometime in, you know, uh, New York. Uh, our poverty is one of the major, you know, huge big business in India is that uh, thing. And then they visit. And, so this imported exper- experts, unfortunately we don't use uh, uh, experts like Swami, who is also imported, but uh, who is a uh, different type of, uh, uh, huh? Other crisis, right? Correct? And sometimes we also have this export uh, rejects also. That also is floating around. <laughs> Delhi is full of them actually. Everybody who is, you know, and even if you are from any, you know, long island or tall mountain university, you are treated, you are a very great fellow. And then uh, you are feted And he mouth the same thing. Nothing is different actually. But now they are telling one size doesn't fit all. They have suddenly realized. And because of the death of the people or obesity or whatever I do not know the crisis in the Europe and the US you know obesity is one of the major crisis suddenly they are finding 60 percent of the US people are obese I thought there is no need for a massive research for it you walk around the uh, <laughs> places and uh, you know because next to me if somebody is in the airline sitting I know that you know it's a big problem actually so extended belt is uh two-thirds of the US uh, flights uh, carry extended belt so You don't have to do any big research. Anyhow, they have found out. That could be one reason why they are telling one size doesn't fit all. I think I'm very glad about it. And the only thing is, I think, in the next maybe 5 to 10 years, we have to evolve our methods of doing things in the uh, sphere of economics, in the sphere of finance, based upon our own uh, backgrounds, our own requirement, our own culture. It's a very, very... Important Because fundamental principle is very simple, our in India, the society is organized, the government is disorganized, Ravishankar Prasad is not here, it doesn't matter, the society is organized, take my word for it, government is extremely disorganized, in Europe and US to a large extent, society is very very disorganized, government is much organized, so they depend upon government significantly there, here it is the other way. That is the reason why, you know, this uh, demonetization, this, that, and uh, people smile and uh, take it at You know, they know how to deal with it, both at the individual level, as well as at the collective level. Government will do many things, uh, let them do it, you know, it doesn't really, as long as it doesn't affect us, right? They will introduce rules, regulations and other things, right? So, we, sooner we evolve mechanisms, that is the one important thing. Second important thing I feel is, this uh, uh, is my, what one can call, you may call it as a Cassandra type of a thing. Academicians are famous for these thing. Three to five years I think I expect a civil war to break out in Europe. It's going to be a huge problem, not only for Europe, for all over the world. Uh, and all conflicts in the last thousand years are only European conflict. And they became global conflict. Second World War was essentially Britain was fighting Germany and the Indians were getting killed in Singapore and Sudan and you know because it became world, everything became world and we also jump into that because we are part of the world, no, we are globalized. So I think uh, we must uh, seriously very seriously think of what uh, India, how it, it's going to react to the arising, you know what I call the uh, the specter of war is uh, on Europe and we will be forced arm twisted to send our soldiers there because we are supposed to be what is it called the largest peacekeeping people in the world so we we send all our people all over the world actually I think you know that in the United Nations the largest force is from India actually so we will be arm twisted and uh, we have to you know we have to deal with it in the most appropriate fashion which will benefit us that is uh, what is very important, based upon again our own uh, past uh, uh, roots history, and uh, how we are planning to save ourselves. The last point is the Sudeshi people are telling in terms of an alternate. It is according to me, the time we stop talking about alternate. It is not an alternate mechanism. Yoga is not an alternate uh, way of uh, treating people. Ayurveda is not an alternate way of. All of them are to be main and uh, the only root, first root. The all other should be alternates. This is what I feel we should be stressing. <laughs> so, Sudeshi so is no more an alternate or anything. It is the main thing. And whoever wants to talk about other things will be the alternate. So, that would uh, happen. And as, uh, you know, Dr. Swami was nicely mentioning, this will move to there all our ideas regarding some of these uh, local culture, local uh, thing and uh, it will again come back to us. That's very important. It is who tells is much more important. Uh, because a plumber from New York any day will be listened more carefully in Delhi on economics than a professor from IIM. I can assure you on that. Then at the end of the talk they will say he is a plumber, it doesn't matter sir, he is a white fellow, he is talking. And he will say economics is important, India is important, and uh, US is important. And all people will be nodding their head. So who tells is also equally critical. And uh, that uh, situation we have to change. We have to change it, make it mainstream, make it that it is the one on which uh, the pillars have to be built. And it is the one on which we are very proud about. The last point is, uh, last week one German professor was talking to me. He was very, you know, he was telling how globalized they are and he told there are people with uh, two languages, three languages in his class, German, French and uh, uh, Romanian. I was just looking at him, "Ah, you come to my class, sir, there are people with 12 languages, people who speak 12 languages and uh, most of them do not know each other's language and uh, people who have got 10 eating habits and uh, six times uh, method of dressing. And we are much more globalized. People don't realize India is the most globalized country in the world. Within India, we are enormously globalized with extraordinary amount of acceptance. Kindly note, we don't use the word tolerance. Tolerance is the word used by Europeans. They tolerate each other. That means what? It's like living in an apartment, living apart from each other, you know, that type of a tolerance. Tolerance is different than acceptance. In our case, we accept. As long as you don't try to force yourself on me that is the issue the civilizations and cult and cultures which force themselves on others and that also we wanted to accept but they were not enthusiastic in accepting they were enthusiastic in beheading or they were enthusiastic in converting so that is the fundamental thing so i told the german professor we are much more globalist from that point of view we have a huge number of languages huge number of uh, ways of looking at things cuisine, eating habits, dressing habits and all these things. So it's not just you are only and he was very uncomfortable being globalized in European situation. I jokingly told him don't worry about it, you know, you will fight a war and then you have to one way or other decide about it. In our case we are comfortable with our concept of our concept of globalization of acceptance. So that is the what you may call the Weltanschung or the world view of us. And, uh, that would carry us uh, significantly forward. This initiative of Rajivji is uh, extraordinarily important in a historical context, the context in which we are, you know, we are evolving or we are uh, moving out. I'm really thankful to Dr. Swami for providing the uh, primary address in terms of uh, uh, suggesting the ways in which uh, we could uh, rejuvenate or we could uh, uh, further the cause and thank you all for your patience here. Thank you.